When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Hello. Here we go. It's the Copyright Podcast. Get in there. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copyright Podcast. It's Mick and Christian once again. The Reds have beaten Man United by seven, seven, fucking seven goals to nil at Anfield. Uh, we beat them nine by nine last year over two games, and I really appreciate us trying to do it in one game this season. I really do. Uh, Christian, how are you? How are you feeling, lad? I'm feeling wonderful. The week got seven days, and I like seven for some reason. Fucking hell, this week, it's just going to be a celebration every day. And even weeks to come, obviously. But every day now will be a celebration. That was, I don't know, there's no words to put on it. It was just unbelievable. It was boss. It was something that we have never seen before. And that will stick with us in our history, you know, for the rest of our lives, that we beat the Manx 7-0. So I'm, I'm just happy. And I'm, you know, I'm in seventh heaven. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, and you, you, you look back at because I mean, we've done the preview show, and you, we were like doing score predictions, and you were like, we were like, oh, maybe one nil, two one, three three one, three two, whatever. You knew there's going to be goals in it, and then like with the match start and whatever, and you're like, imagine we beat them four nil at home like we did last year when me and you went to the game to to see that amazing four nil, and we go and score another. Another three more than that, like it, fucking hell! It was just like I said. I'm, I can't even put it into words how amazing, how fucking amazing that is. This, especially with Spurs losing, Newcastle losing, there was a lot, a bit more pressure on us to kind of get the result to go in and put a performance in like that. Especially when there's so many smug Man United fans, like Graham Souness on Sky was like saying he's very confident, and it panned to like Roy Keane and Gary Neville. They were laughing. They were like, "Yeah, this look at this fucking clown. He's got, they've got no chance and all that." Uh, and it it just it was just I can't even it was just so perfect, wasn't it? Every, everything about it was perfect. Yeah, and you know sometimes it, it obviously you know sometimes it happens to us in that way. But when people start to talking like like Graham Sunes saying that kind of stuff and Neville and you know Keen uh, are laughing or smiling in a you know snarky way and. Uh, you had Eric Ten Hag coming out saying, you know, Anfield, just another pitch, another stadium, blah, blah, blah. It comes back to bite in the ass straight away if you do that kind of stuff. I know you do it in a, you know, in a, you know, ahead of a game. You you, play, you have these mind games and stuff, but 
it's even more fun when you do that kind of stuff. And also when he said, you know, Eras comes to an end, you know, he 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 respects the way that Man United, uh, sorry, Man City and Liverpool are playing, but, you know, Eras comes to an end and now it's my turn with Man United and stuff. And be like, <laughs> yeah, your fucking era lasted for a week, mate. Bye-bye. So, uh, you know, that's I love all that content on Twitter, but that you can just see, you know. So yeah. when you say things, sometimes you should just be like, maybe I should just shut up and not say anything in, in, in ahead of this game because he might come back and bite me in the ass, you know, <laughs> heavily as well. So, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and I've, I've actually, I know we're audio only these days, but I've got on like the Man United um, 5-0. Uh, hoodie from last year where they all cleared out of Old Trafford and I thought that was a, a good omen. I think I'll have to wear this every every game now because it was fucking hell. What a what a performance. Um but yeah let's let's just I mean let's talk about every fucking second of this game because what why why the hell not? Uh but I, I think like before the game we were texting and stuff and especially when the team news came out because it was we were looking at, at it like quite interestingly in terms of who's going to start midfield. We had a discussion about who was going to play with Bacetic, uh keep his position with with Robinson coming uh, for for Simicas and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And the midfield he put out was Henderson, Fabinho, and Elliot. And I, th- I think most people were probably like, oh, "I'm not sure." Bacetic has been so good. Energy's been amazing. He's been our best midfielder. He's been kind of dropped and he kind of he's been setting the tone for so long now in, in that midfield and we've been like lauding him for it. Uh but I saw a stat and it was by I don't know who the original was by, I think it was by Inverness Reds Paul on on um on Twitter and he he put a stat up on with Henderson, Fabinho and Elliot have started together five times this season. We've won all five, scored twenty eight and conceded two. Remember that the next time you write them off. And I just thought, obviously, that's after the game with all the goals we've scored and whatever. But yeah, I, I mean, I was a little bit worried, like to because I knew it was going to be, uh, I knew it was going to be Elliot left centre mid, just to kind of keep Hendo in that right centre mid position. And yeah, I, I think the way we started the game, you could see. I think still think it, it is a little bit disjointed with with those three in those positions. But the stats have backed it up. We've actually battered United, so can't really complain, can we? No, and I understand the feelings, and I had that as well with Bicetic being, you know, on the bench instead of playing because he's been so good for us and setting the tone, like you said as well, only 18 years old and playing brilliantly. But at the same time, I, I understand and respect the decision. I was thinking, you know, you know, not only the stats, but I'm thinking also that Klopp might just, you know, put the pressure off him, like take the, oh, sorry, take the pressure off him uh, by not playing him in this kind of game because it's massive for us in terms of, like you said, Tottenham lost points and Newcastle lost points. We had a brilliant chance here to, you know, uh, go uh, just very close to them in the in the table. And if we look at the game against Real Madrid, he played, uh, no one was good, but it's a big game. It's a massive game and you're just a very young lad still, even if he has done really good. So I think it's quite clever to just protect him like that as well. You know, put the pressure, take the pressure off him and don't, you know, play him as a starter in this. And obviously I thought Elliot came in and was really, really good for us uh, yeah. last night. So to be honest, uh, he got it all uh, correct, Klopp, in this uh, game, and we can just, you know, respect him and applaud him for it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that as a negative. I think I'm just trying to think about how I was feeling with the with the midfield, and I think there was a bit of few nervous energy going into it, especially with Man United doing so well and us in 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 a bit of good form. Definitely ten points out of twelve. Now another another win closer to the top four, but. 
Yeah, let, let's talk about the goals, lad. Let's talk about the fucking goals. Do we, have, do we have time? Do we have time? Uh, yeah, I think we've got another 50, <laughs> 53 minutes to do it. So if we, got, we, we can break down every fucking 70. <laughs> got another 70 minutes left, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Man United had a few chances. First half, to be fair to them, like Rashford has a good one. Um, Fernandez, the fucking knobhead, has one as well. Um, <laughs> d- didn't close down the spaces in time. I mean, if one of them goes in, it's a, it's a different game. But we get through it. We've always can see the chances, even in even in games we've battered teams, and we and this game we did exactly that. We always we always can see chances, especially in the way we are, like a few sloppy passes and stuff in midfield, giving the ball away, just giving them a bit of a bit of energy. But it it was the perfect perfect time to get the goal and it's a, it's a nice little bit of play from Allison. sprays it out to, to Robbo Robbo fucking what a performance by him by the way he comes inside um, Anthony's absolutely nowhere near him, near him doesn't even fancy closing him down Robbo <laughs> tells Gakpo go on mate just run into that little space there and then the ball's absolutely perfect Gakpo's first touch on the run first touch yeah. is just fucking delicious <laughs> right into the path and belt it bottom corner and you're just like fucking get in there. 1-0, perfect time. Um, yeah, Gapo was linked heavily with uh, Man United as well. Gets the first goal. It was fucking amazing start of the game, weren't it? Yeah, and like you said, perfect timing as well because they had a few chances before that. I thought we played well. We were, you know, looking more stable than we had for a long time. Obviously, we can't uh, count, you know, the performances against Wolves and Everton and Newcastle into that. But, you know, during a lot of time this season. But I felt like we we are coming back to where we've been before, but it's not at the highest level yet. But we are making ourselves more solid and much better. So I thought, you know, first half was great, but that timing to score that goal is perfect. You know, it puts loads of pressure on them. It takes, you know, it probably deflates them a bit as well because it's just before half time. But like you said, that ball from Robertson's perfect, perfect run from Gakpo as well into that space because it's just very close to uh, offside, but it's onside. But, you know, it's the margins that we need as well in this kind of, game and also the uh, you know the quality to make sure everything just clicks there with the pass and the run and like you said it's first touch as well and then just you know put it down in that corner it's it's a brilliant goal and also like you said i love the fact that you know united were short sign him and then we came in took him and now he scored goals for us and plays really well so yeah brilliantly and that's a brilliant first goal as well yeah it really was like i said perfect time and two minutes before the half and then we're going into the half-time and we're like, right, perfect. <clears throat> um, United would be like, well, disappointed. Like Gary Neville was mentioning, like, uh, there's still plenty of time to go. Roy Keane was saying the same. And you're like, yeah, it's true because they they've got they've got Rashford. He was in, in the form of his life, so he can, he can score at any moment. But it only takes two minutes. We scored two minutes before the half. We scored two minutes after the half. And... <laughs> We mentioned in Gakpo, who the player they, they, they were interested in um, uh, scores the first goal. The player they were also interested in, they've obviously been given loads of grief <laughs> over the whole season so far to Darwin Nunes, and he gets the second one. And that was, for me, was like where I breathed a massive sigh of relief. I was like, oh, thank God, the cushion, the the, the, the nice 2-0 cushion, it's a dangerous scoreline because you're... If you can see one, you you can your head can go down a little bit, but to get that second one so soon and the way that we, we played it, the, the ball in by um by Elliot and stuff to, to get it was um yeah was pe- was perfect second half start, weren't it? 
Yeah, and I think, you know, to score uh, just a few minutes into before halftime and then score again just a few minutes after halftime just kills them off, to be honest. Like, even though it wouldn't have been 7-0, like, I think they wouldn't have come back from that because I think that just takes the energy from any team, to be honest. It's perfect timing in that sense. But um, me, you and me discussed in halftime as well that uh, Nunez looked a bit tired the first half. He wasn't, you know, yeah. up for it, if you like. It felt like he was not in the game in the same way they've seen him so many times mm-hmm. this season, you know, running down the wing, you know, creating stuff, being a chaos, bringing the chaos, like we said. So I put it like a tweet. I hope he comes out with a bit of chaos and, you know, he scores Straight first. Away. Yes, you know, even though it's, but it's just, it's, it's, in, it's in the space. The ball obviously is, hits hard into that space and you just have to put his head to it and, you know, make sure it goes towards goals and it's a goal. So um, I think it's just brilliant that he scores as well to shut people up. But, you know, the whole... Second half, he's brilliant. That's the rest of the team, obviously, but you can see what skills he got. I, I can't wait for him to just keep on playing for us. I, I can't wait for all the goals that he will score in different ways because I, I just love him. He, he's he's getting to, uh, you know, a level where, you know, have him on like probably my top five Liverpool players already that I love in my life because he <laughs> just he just got something that is so lovable about him and the other fans to other teams hate him for it. You know, if if he was in their team, they would love him the same way. So that, I love that we love him that much and others just don't like him, you know, in the same way, obviously, because he's just that kind of player that, you know, I, I just love it. And then with a smile, you know, scoring that goal, um, touching the crest and all that kind of stuff. Perfect time again, 2-0, and I thought, like, don't invite them now. Just, you know, keep it a little bit calm and go for it, obviously. But, you know, close down space and make it a little bit tight for them. And I think we did in one way, but we were still, like, going forward and trying to, you know, obviously, penetrate them and stuff, which we did, obviously. Yeah, and it, it doesn't take much longer after that. Like we mentioned, like, to score so early after the second half is perfect, but to then follow it up with a, with a third just three minutes later and... Probably the best goal of the the game in terms of like overall play. It was just absolutely fucking just classic like counter attack and football. Gakpo into <clears throat> into Salah and Salah <laughs> Salah sends a fucking little mini mini butcher guy, whatever whatever the, whatever they're calling him. Little little. I mean, I put a tweet up going after the, after that. I think he's turned vegan now because he, he got absolutely he got absolutely fucking rinsed by Mo Salah. Turned him inside out. Didn't know where he was going. Sent him back to Ajax. And um, amazing bit of play. The ball into the space, and then what Cody Gakpo does in that moment just to top that off is actually world class. Like it, it, it is his first goal. His first goal was was boss, very very good. The second one to have the confidence and the ability, just to chip a, a goalie of <laughs> David de Gea's stature, and he's a very good goalie, uh, shot stopper. He's one of the best to just to do that. So impudent, just chips it over him. Reminded me of like when Coutinho done it against him in the in, in fucking Europa League many moons ago. Chips it over yeah. him as he as he comes out. But it, oh my god, like that was just one where I was absolutely I went fucking mental, of course. But I just couldn't believe the quality as well because we've been very impressed with Gakpo more recently. But the fact that he puts in a performance like that gets two goals within the space of nine minutes, and if you if, you, if you're just thinking about the game as a, as a as a whole, uh, and yeah, fucking hell, it was an amazing goal, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, I'm thinking of you know, the, like you said, the performance from Salah on the wing as well, just making you know, 
<laughs> the vegan. Uh, <laughs> the vegan. That's his, yeah, that's his new name, the vegan. We're calling him that. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, he just went, he was gone. And then also, again, the margins, like it's a perfect ball and a perfect run because it's, it could have been, you know, close to offside again. But that's like we've been talking about for so many shows this season that we haven't had the rhythm. This is the rhythm where we, you know, together make sure that we do the uh, runs in the right time. We'll pass the ball in the right time. Make sure that everything just works. And I love that because it's 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 to, it's it's like watching football just floating, and it's brilliantly. And that's what we've been used to see in Liverpool. So, uh, like you said, the Salah thing on the on, on the side and then the ball in and then like you mentioned as well Gakbo's finishes were class to be in that angle but also make sure that you put the ball just like that and perfect you know hit to make it uh, just go over the uh, Jaya but also to actually you know dive straight away because there's a defender coming if it's lifts it a bit you know higher then it might take a little bit longer you might be able to clear it but he just puts it perfectly so no one can actually take it and I don't know. We, we, you know, we we have seen him play quite a lot for us, and he struggled in the start. But the way he plays now, and the confidence he comes with it, obviously scoring all that, you know, we, we, you can see that he got fucking hell. He got brilliant skills. So just let us, you know, enjoy, and then he will develop in this uh, environment. And I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to him, you know, being able to play on the left and play in the role that he do now in central. So you know, that's brilliant. Just continue to do it, lad. Just continue. Yeah, and he's what is he? Only twenty three. It's mad. Like yeah. there was a lot of a lot of question marks. Obviously, he's came into a side, <clears throat> a few injuries. Um, expected to go up and play false nine in in a way that is is gonna is gonna be amazing. And obviously, that doesn't happen straight away. There's a reason why we sign players and they have time on the sideline and come onto the pitch and get and in um, involve them gradually over a period of time rather than throwing him straight in but the fact that he's, he's he's had to go through that bit of a tough I suppose I'm calling it a tough period but I mean he still played well in those games he was just getting up to speed and he mentioned after the game like that he's getting like there's, it's a whole new like front three like only Salah remains like they all need to get used to each other it's stuff to learn on a training field like the first goal Robbo in behind like they've been practicing that the yeah. interplay and stuff where if Nuno's gone to go central uh, Gakpo go off the left and it's just little things like that where you're unpredictable and that's what we've seen over Liverpool, for Liverpool from so many years now where p- players drop the, the front three or drop into any of the, the spaces and you can't really mark them they can go wherever they want as long as they're covering the same spaces and they know exactly what the other person in the three is going to do and it works and I, you, I think we saw that last night you mentioned like Liverpool looked like they were floating I think that's when you when you're getting up to those levels. That's when you know Liverpool are starting to turn the screw and, and starting to have that that connection as well. Um, but yeah, fucking amazing goal. And the, and the next one is um, is Mo Salah. Mo Salah gets his gets his first one, and it was a fucking mad goal, really. Like the, all of the deflections and it was bouncing off people. Uh, it comes off McTominay, I think, in the end. It like, comes off his side, and Salah's just Salah was just throwing his arms up in the air a little bit because he didn't get a pass earlier, and it just lands perfectly at his feet. And he goes, "Oh, nice one! I'll have a little, I'll fancy a little right foot volley." <laughs> When's he ever done that? <laughs> Smashes it, barring in, and um, yeah, yeah. A fucking hell of a finish, and matched Robbie Fowler's uh, record of 120 Premier League goals. We know we're going to get to the goal in a bit where he goes past that but that was just another like that was 66 minutes gone we're 4-0 up then then you're like right we're in cruise control now you can start having a bit more fun you can start like Salah was starting to dribble a little bit more down the sides and but it was I mean I was I was dying for Salah to get a goal 
I was dying for him to get two goals. So amazing that he got the, got the first one to give him a bit of a platform to get the second one, really, weren't it? Yeah, and it's only March, like people mentioned on Twitter as well. He, he you know, he scored uh, all the, these goals in a season where we haven't been good, and in a season where people, you know, said that he's finished. You know, it's not the same level. The new contract, obviously, with you know loads of money coming into the bank, and yeah, he's not up for it the same way. But you know, look at the stats and you know the goals he scores, and you know, it, it, sometimes he might just you know misjudges passes, so his finishes is not you know the most clinical ones, but. When he comes into games like this and just produces this kind of performance, you can just, you know, his world class and his ours and, you know, he's the top goals going to Premier League for Liverpool now. Uh, and, you know, it, it's it's just something that when he's, you know, not playing for us anymore, he, you know, hang up his boots, we will look back on his career and just be like, what the fuck did we witness? That was something, you know, superb. And, I, I don't know, we just have to enjoy that we got Mo Salah in our club still and that he's been there for so long and doing all this kind of stuff. And all, also, you know, he's reached, I don't know, how many assists. So he got double figures in goals and assists, you know, and yeah. he's like the first player in Europe to do so this season or something like that. And that says it all as well. When Liverpool hasn't been that good, he yeah. still produces and I love him. You know, he's the Egyptian king. And that, that photo on Twitter as well, when, you know, when it looks like, Trent, Trent just puts the crown on his head. Oh, That's brilliant. That is, I'm gonna have that as a fucking, I don't know, wall post or something. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I love that. I think that obviously Trent's thinking about that. Where he's, someone can put like Photoshop it. I think someone's done it, but I'd like to see like a better version if someone can um, do it. But uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll post it on all socials when we get it because of a fucking yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it gets it gets better, lad. Don't worry, it gets better. We get a we get a we get a fifth, and uh, Darwin Nunes. I'm laughing because it's just it's just hilarious going through all these goals. Darwin Nunes gets his second of the game. Um, yeah, nice little bit of play comes out to Hendo, who was I just mentioned earlier at the start of the show, like about like being worried about the midfield and stuff, and like fucking hell, they, they were all absolutely amazing and well deserved yeah. to start this game, and it was just a fucking perfect performance. Henderson deserved to at least get on the. A goal contribution, and he did so with a fucking lovely ball in. Nunes just ghosts in. No one's there. He just goes, oh, "I'll just, I'll just go in between these fucking two defenders. No one's gonna mark me." <laughs> the shit, anyway. <laughs> yeah, the fucking shite. And then, yeah, just flicks it in top corner, and he gets his second. Like you said, with the first one, he's off and he's celebrating. And every time, like I don't know, I celebrate more when Nunes scores because I know how much it annoys everyone else. And you yeah. can see it on his face. He knows as well. He's like, "Ah, fuck off, you." Dickheads like scoring yeah. goals, making it look easy, and he gets the fifth. And yeah, it was it was well deserved, weren't it? Because he was like we said, the first half, he the energy weren't there as much. Like I mentioned, like they had a few chances, and he could have closed down a couple of them. But like second half, we just fucking turned that energy right up, similar to where we did at Wolves, but fucking another another level. And he deserved the second goal, didn't he? Yeah, and I th- I don't know, you know, it's something that you can discuss, but you know, maybe the that Gakpo scored and that we, you know, um that he scored so quick, obviously, in the second half, you know, put, you know, pressure of him as well. So it's it's something that he might feel a bit more calm in front of goal when other players are scoring as well, like Gakpo contributes with yeah. the goal scoring and stuff. So he, he he might feel that it's not just only on me because he knows that he's he's bought in to score goals for Liverpool. You know, it doesn't matter if he plays to the left or in the central. He, he's, he knows that he's a goal scorer and that's what they bought him for for a lot of money. So when other players actually comes in and contribute with goals, he feels a little bit more calm and when he's actually, you know, in the areas where he scores goals, it feels just like he got that pressure off him 
and he just naturally finishes, you know, uh, chances off. And I thought that was a br- two brilliant goals from him. But you know, just to come up like. Um, like I said, between the defenders like that and just actually put it perfectly in an angle where the goalie can't reach it. I, fucking hell, I love him. Again, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's just, he's just one of them, like you said, like he's just one of them players that he instantly goes to like the, near the top of your list of your favourite players. Like There's players that come along yeah. once once every now and again, like Suarez was one of them, where you're like, he's, a, he's an absolute bastard but he's our bastard and we love him and it's the same with Nunes yeah. and he's got obviously from Uruguay as well makes it even nicer because he's got that connection um, but yeah fucking hell just just absolutely amazing for him to see to see him get another another goal um, and I was just looking at his, his stats as well on um, transfer market so he's now got um, 14 goals and 4 assists in all competitions this, this season in 31 games I think he's on 8 in the Premier League now which Eight and nineteen in the Premier League, and in a in a team that hasn't been great, but in the last uh, five six games, then fucking hell, he's he's been he's been absolutely amazing. Like you said, Gapo getting on the score sheet takes the pressure off him as well because he knows like I'm not just here on my own. Like I've got two absolutely amazing players up with me who can yeah. support and take the take the pressure off, and he can just play his more natural game. And I think we saw that, yeah. So amazing. Um, and then we get to the uh, we get to the sixth one, lad. Plenty of time to go. Still loads more goals. Six uh, nil, <laughs> and Mo Salah gets the historic now the historic Liverpool goal, the hundred and twenty ninth Premier League goal, and overtakes Robbie Fowler. Of course, was on one hundred and twenty eighth, and and the fact that I'm even saying that is just that it, it's just I don't think like you said we don't we don't really appreciate that fully until we look back in like maybe ten years time or five years time. I mean, hopefully more than five years before he retires, um, or longer than five years, I should say. Uh, but yeah, fucking hell, he's just you run out of words like to describe him. Like when he done his interview after the match, and he was like his first season, like he always had Fowler's uh, Premier League record in the back of his mind. It was always there. He was always looking at it going, right, I want to reach that. And he finally did it in a game where we beat Man United 7-0 and he scored twice just to eclipse it and it couldn't have been any better. But just a few stats that I've, I've, I've got for Salah because I think he deserves it after that performance. So he's now <clears throat> he's now got 12 goals in 12 games against United, hmm. which is the most. He was already top anyway. He was already on 10 and 11. Now he's 12 and 12. Fucking amazing! He's now got twenty-two goals and 11, 11 assists, which is thirty-three goal contributions in thirty-seven appearances so far this season. When you think about how Liverpool have been, and we're mentioning not being great for a, a large portion of the season, the fact that he's on thirty-three goal contributions in thirty-seven games, like that is just mind-blowing. And he's got now got one more goal contribution than um, Marcus Rashford, and he's played three <laughs> games less. Just when you think about like Salah not being great yeah. in inverted commas and Rashford being amazing, um, and yeah, just in terms of like the 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 list the the list of goal scorers. So all all competitions now, you only need six to overtake Robbie Fowler in, in that list, which again is fucking unbelievable. And he only only needs nine to overtake Steven Gerrard, which. It's just like when you're overtaking players that like they're my like two idols, and I'm, I think it's the same for you, Fowler, Fowler and Gerard. Yeah. Like he's overtaking players like that. And then just the last one for you, lad. The last one for you. The last start. It's fine. Today. It's fine. Just um, take your time. Plenty of time. Seven fucking days. <laughs> take seventy more seconds. 
since signing for Liverpool, Mo Salah has received more yellow cards from celebrating goals versus Man United at Anfield than Man United have scored goals at Anfield. And that one is the king of a of um of stats. That is like no, doesn't <laughs> yeah. get any better than that. Like the fact that he's got he's got two two yellow cards for celebrating against United. They've only scored one goal uh in his since Salah signed for Canel. Go on, lads. You can now speak for ten minutes about all those facts. <laughs> go on. No, I'm, seven I'm, minutes. Just, I'm just want to go back to you know that you know Salah overtaking Robbie Fowler and what did you say? He got nine until he reaches or overtakes Gerard. Um, nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know it's only March, and if he actually hit the form now with this, you know, yeah. with this boost from uh, from last night, then we play in Bournemouth next time without saying, you know, we, I would never disrespect any team, but you know we beat them nine 0 at home, so we got like a psych. Psychological, or you know, advantage of them as well. Even though we need to go there and do the job, but you know, if he hits the form now and can score like you know twice in a game or three times in a in a game, you know, he, he's going there quite quick and he's got a you know a few months to do so as well. There's there's not a lot of games, but it's still you know that mo- that many games that he's got the chance to actually reach that heights now and. Just to think of that, and you know how people said, like you mentioned as well, Rashford's been world class. He's doing this. He's doing that. Fucking hell, we've been shite, you know, according to some people, and Salah is finished, but he's still, you know, in a <laughs> in a better position, you know, with the stats. Uh, so it's not it's not much more to say than you know it's it's a it's a different level uh, of Salah than it is you know Rashford. So it's a very much a big difference between them two. Even if Rashford, Rashford is good, Salah is so so much better. <laughs> That's the thing. And one thing that I actually thought of as well. Um, Matt, just you can help me out here with the maths if I'm wrong. But if we look at uh, we played a, a against Man United last season, we won nine nil over two games. We lost against them with two one, didn't we? Uh, away, yeah. which means that's eleven to one, and then plus another. Um, oh, sorry, ten to one, and then plus another seven goals. So it's actually seventeen goals against one goal. Um, or is it two? I can't. Uh, how many goals they they won two one? Yeah, they won. Yeah, so it was nine. Then we they won two one. So that were it's yeah. So we're on to, yeah. So seventeen, seventeen goals versus their two in yeah. four games. Yeah, which is just which yeah. is unbelievable when you think about it. when you actually you know wrap it up like that. Sorry, I, my my numbers were gone there because we scored so many goals against them. I can't <laughs> fucking. But you know to actually think that we got seventeen to two, uh, you know, against Man United in four games because that's uh, you know our biggest rivalry. You know that's the that's the game of the season every time at Anfield and Old Trafford. We always look in you know in the um, uh, fixture fixture list when we're gonna play that and stuff like that. And and when we actually look at it like that. Fucking hell, that's loads of goals against a team that you know are obviously you know considered now as really good. And we just look at, well, but we beat you nine nil, you know, over last season, and now we beat you <laughs> seven nil. Yeah. I, I can only laugh. It's just hilarious, brilliant. Well, uh, especially like these these games have historically been quite tight. Like even when United have been amazing, and we we haven't been they're only winning like by one or two like at Anfield and then obviously we got the amazing one where we beat them at Old Trafford where Torres absolutely fucking rinsed Vidic like you got that one but that was like in a moment where Man United were very good and we were kind of starting to get better like now especially especially the 7-0 like they were meant to be on the like on the rise like I just I just before the game like I saw like Rio Ferdinand like just down <laughs> 
Oh yeah, nervous. What are you nervous? What are you on about? Like, I'm not nervous. I'm the hardest confidence I've been in six or seven years. He said, and I was like, oh, seven years. Yeah, that's interesting. Seven. Um, <laughs> and I, I just like it. Like, it's just hilarious. And then, like, you saw clips of like uh, Ten Hag or Seven Seven Hag, as he's now known. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he, he's he's saying like, oh, with Anfield, it's just it's just a pitch, and it's got grass on it. There's still four referees. The yeah. ball's still the same. The ball's got air in it. And he's all this shit, like trying to like play it, play it down. It's like, so what is it, mate? Is it is it a thing? Like, because Arteta, remember Arteta's done an interview where he's like trying to like get the players to play with like sound in training to try and get you the Anfield atmosphere because it's like you can't. It's 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 a psychological thing, and you've got Ten Hag there just trying to like play it all down. Then they go and get beat seven 0 It's like, so which is it, mate? Is it just is it just a pitch with like grass and all that, or is it Anfield and you just got absolutely twatted? Which is it? Let us know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, call in, Eric. Call in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Just absolutely hilarious. Um, but yeah, speaking of seven, we get we get the we get the seventh, and it was like like it, it couldn't have got any better. And I was like, then Bobby comes on the field, and Bobby then scores. And after the yeah. news, the game straight after the news, where. He's um he's confirmed that he's going to be leaving in the summer, which we've discussed on another show, um and we've been like sad about it and whatever. He comes on and he, he gets he gets a goal and he goes absolutely fucking mental as you, as rightly so. Like he celebrated that as though it was like a ninetieth minute like one nil winner, and yeah. I just absolutely loved it. I love that. And obviously then he gets to celebrate. Trent pushes him back over to the cop to get more adulation. And yeah, fucking hell! It was just—it was like the icing on the cake for for an absolutely amazing performance. And nice to see Bobby back on the field after injury. Been back in the team the last few couple of games and stuff. But to get on and get a goal straight after, like it was just—it was the—it was the perfect night and the perfect ending, weren't it? Yeah, and I loved that. You know, Anfield was singing his song before he came on, and obviously when he came on, they started singing it again, loud and clear. And then he scores. You know, and I don't know. It's just a perfect. It's just a perfect, like, I wouldn't say end to the story because, he, you know, it's not ended yet. It will be in the summer. He might, you know, score a few more, hopefully, before it's time to say goodbye. But to do that in a game uh, like last night against Man United and win 7-0 and score the seventh, it's it's perfectly, you know, written in the stars, just like something that we will remember. We will remember him for everything that he's done and won with Liverpool. But, you know, we will always think of... Bobby Fellino coming on and scoring that seventh goal in that the historical win against Man United. That's a it's, it's like an ending thing. It's the perfect way of saying you know thank you to, from him and from us in one way. So yeah, I just thinking you know when the news broke about him leaving, I was just thinking you know I I have to like like I usually do. I have to book the last game and come over, mate, so I can you know say goodbye to him. So and we can have some bevis. But that's like what I'm, that's my routine. Like I always have the last game of season. If I if I you know fly over a few more times, I always want that last game as well. But you know even though we won't be in a title race or whatever, but it's just you know just him to be able to you know. Uh, wave him goodbye and kind of give you know uh, my tribute to him. It's it's, it's uh, something that you want to be there for. So yeah, but yeah, brilliant goal as well. Brilliant run from him and a little pass as well in between. So yeah, perfectly. And you know, I I, I didn't know what to do more there. I, I already done all my <laughs> celebrations. I was more like just you know my jaw dropped and I was like, what's going on? And everyone was like, we want eight. We want eight. <laughs> I was like, yeah, go for it. But yeah, uh, you know, I take seven. Any fucking day, yeah. 
but it was just yeah fucking absolutely amazing yeah and we, he deserves all like you said all the plaudits he gets that like we mentioned on the the show we did <clears throat> like the Bobby leaving show um and the Man United preview like how good he's been over the eight years he's been here so the fact that I mean like I said it's not goodbye yet because we've still got Liverpool have still got thirteen Premier League games left there's still thirty nine points to play for and just looking yeah. at the table. And I've mentioned looking at the table every single fucking week, and I'm like, oh, do I really want to look at the table? I've got to talk about where we are and how it can be affected. Now I'm looking at the table thinking it looks a lot, lot, lot better than it did. And now on 25 games played, boosted the goal difference up to 19 from from 12, which is fucking amazing. That's like Klopp mentioned after the after the game, like that's a proper goal difference. That's a proper yeah. Liverpool goal difference, and hopefully we can get better. Uh, and we're on 42 points. So we've got a game in hand on Spurs. We're three points behind them. We're now only seven points man- behind Man United. Yeah, yeah, we're going well. for them. We're going for them, bastards, obviously. You know, yeah, we've got to have the third spot. Yeah, go for it. Seven, seven points, though, as well. Only seven points behind them. It's another seven. Oh, yeah. seven, seven yep. The sevens are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, I mean, if we've got plenty. We've got, like I said, 39 points to play for if we... If we want to like continue what we've been doing, and obviously like when you come up against your like Man United at home, like it's always amped up and whatever, and we we've been very very good this in the last couple of games, especially another clean sheet. Which I mean, even when you're looking at the score, you think, oh yeah, fucking hell, another clean sheet. That I think that's five five in a row now, isn't it? In, in the league, um, obviously we had the the crazy fucking Man United, um, Real Madrid game and sandwiched in there somewhere, but in the in the league, five in a row, clean sheets, amazing. It's a fact that we get what won in that way got those points. We're closer to third, like you said, seven points off off them. That's more than we can more and easily claw that back if we continue in the in the way we've been. Like we mentioned, Gakpo and Nunes and Salah, like just absolutely fired up the midfield, closing everything down. You've got Trent going and <clears throat> Trent flew into a tackle on um, Bruno Fernandez. I can't remember, second half sometime, but it was going it was going out and Trent just done up like a proper. Stevie yeah. G tackled quite high up and won it, and then Fernandez was fucking fuming. He th- threw the ball back at him. He, then he pushed like pushed like the lines out the way a little bit. I was like a little yeah. rat, like fucking absolute dickhead. But it's little things like that where like everyone was proper up for it, and it was like it was just a, it was just a joy. It was a joy to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, and we have to you know uh, give a lot of praise to the midfield as well because you know rightly so they have had their share of criticism and especially Henderson and Fabinho. Yeah. But you know Fabinho is kind of back to his normal self, and you know you can tell when he's doing that levels of when he plays in midfield. You know that that it's a it's a totally different game for us when he's you know uh, on his feet, you know in right positions, winning balls, breaking up their play. When he does that, you know he's 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 brilliant and. Hopefully he continues to, you know, um, reach his form, and this is the really start of it because we will need that going forward. But that's the thing, like we've been talking about, like I mentioned before, we were talking the whole season about the rhythm, the you know how everything clicks when when players come into form together, and it's uh, it's a, like you mentioned as well, it's the way of looking at Liverpool, and they're like floating when they're attacking and playing their game, and if he can play at that levels, and we got you know um, uh, the other. The other midfielders like Harvey doing that kind of performance. We got by Setish who came in and you know ended Bruno Fernandes' career as well uh, on the on the sideline. You know when he just yeah. But it's just you know we everyone just I, I understand and again we will invest in midfield because we need it going forward. Definitely. We need younger players. It's not saying that we don't have to, but when a player like Fabinho 
you can, you can never know, obviously, to hundred percent. But when a player like him doesn't have the best, you know, season, we can't write them off straight away. That happens to football players. Like then. I guess, you know, Rashford would have been written off because he's been really bad for yep. a couple of seasons and now he's world class again. So it's, you know, it's easy to just, you know, turn your, what do you call it, like, um, turn your opinion when things go that way. And I just think, you know, I don't say that Fabinho is, you know, always back at this full uh, levels the way we've used, used to see him. But if he can continue to play like this, he will be... Uh, very, very important for us and key in midfield. And he will play, you know, every game as long as he stays fit. And that's the thing as well. There's not no need to talk about, you know, selling him if he plays like this because he's he's still, you know, in the right age and he's uh, got the experience. So sometimes we just need, to, as soon as it goes a little bit, you know, in, in not in our way and it goes bad, we can't just keep on writing plays off because they are professional football players. They will be, have, you know, have episodes where they are great for a longer period of time and they will have you know, moments where they're not. So I just love that we see them getting back to this form. And when they have performances like this and everyone is up for it, like you said, Liverpool are brilliant. We are a great team, and especially with the new assets of Darwin and Gakpo as well. So I'm I'm just enjoying it. And then, you know, Bicetic coming in and being really good as well. He comes in and is brilliant, even though, you know, he was everywhere <laughs> in one way. But I just love the way he wanted to, you know, show himself. And he's only 18 years old, like we said. And you know, we, we've got loads of good players and if we can invest the right way in the summer and build on this team that we have, you know, we probably will leave, but we have the other youngsters, you know, in, in playing in the offensive positions and Jota and Luz Diaz coming back and and some people will leave and all that. But, you know, we have a great squad. And like you said, Trent as well with Konata next to him, brilliant as well. And Konata, what a fucking guy as well. So, you know, even if we won 7-0 seven, seven and we're in seventh heaven now and we had a bad season, we can still look at the all the positive things and think we have loads of brilliant players here. Let's build on it in the summer, like they've said, and we see where it takes us next season. Yeah, because I mean, I think Harvey Elliott kind of encompasses what kind of what you're saying there as well. Because you put up a tweet, I had to retweet it because you wanted to give him like the appreciation and you showed like the fighting spirit and the energy. And the, he's been written off by people, mainly people on Twitter, to be fair, like saying he's not a midfielder. And you and you're looking at him like when he's not playing well, and you're like, oh, maybe he's not because he's quite lightweight. But when he when he's on form and when he's like we mentioned on the show with with, with Paul Gorse, like he's he's not twenty yet; he's twenty next month. Like he's got so much time, and he's under the best manager he could possibly be under. And like yeah. we said, the players we've got, the good, the great players, they've just been shit. They've just been absolutely devoid of any confidence. It's been smacked right out of them because they don't know what's going on. I don't know. They don't know what's been happening to them for the, all of this time. Whenever yeah. they've been doing interviews, they're like, "Oh, we don't know. We're going to try and fix it." And you're like, "Oh God, that doesn't sound good." Because how is it going to be fixed? And all it takes is a spark, a good win. Uh, the Everton win kind of gave us that little boost, and it kind of ignited everything. And with the Newcastle win, and we just built on that. The yeah. fact that we can go into this game and, and play that well, like Fabinho, much better. Henderson actually closing the spaces down, actually sprinting after stuff. That's what you want to see. Because Bacetic, like we mentioned, he was he's been so key in everything we've done because he's doing that and he's provided the examples. And you want you need you can't have your eighteen year old lads outworking your I mean your older players, the like the, the more senior players, they need to be 
on the same level if the if of working even harder than the kids in a way to show them this is the way this is i mean i'm going all mandalorian here going this is the way uh but like this is how you this is how you play for liverpool this is what you've got to do you've got to put the effort in you've got to show energy you've got to show commitment you've got to show quality there's so many things you've got to show in a liverpool team especially in midfield midfield is so key like we mentioned the front three if they're starting to click but like the midfield needs to be on point as well. Like, uh, I mean, Gakpo done an, an interview after the game, like, and he was mentioning like linking up with Nunes and Salah, and he was like, like the system is very difficult. There's so many like there's so many nuance, nuances to it where you've got to be in the right position, you've got to be able to cover, you've got to have the energy, you've got to be confident that you're going to be able to cover their spaces, and yep. it's stuff like that that we haven't seen and we've been waiting for it to happen. And I think yeah, Harvey Elliott's been. Is is for me one of the one of the shining stars, and especially in the last couple of games where he's he's turned up the notch in terms of everything, running after everything, like just literally. Even if you don't get there, just leave something on a man. Just get get stuck in, try and make stuff yeah. happen. You got an assist as well, so there's there's loads to be positive about going into. Was it next Bournemouth? Is it? I've just completely completely forgot because I'm in I'm still <laughs> seventh heaven. But like I said, there's loads of games coming up. We've got to we've got to refocus. We've got to make this like. The, the platform for that now having me going forward for the for the next couple of games yeah and like like you said 7-0 it's amazing and we will celebrate it for the whole week but to be honest on next weekend there's um, Bournemouth away and it's another game and we need to make you know the result against Man United count by taking three points there as well that's the thing like we we, we should celebrate it we should be you know up in, 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 in the skies and just you know make fun of every Man United supporter and player or whatever you know and have our time you know that's the thing that's what you do as a supporter but at the same time you need to start focusing on the next game because I work like that as well. Because if we lose points there, we even lose the game. You know, I thought I, I, it won't take away the 7 0 win in the history books against Man United because it will always be there, will be brilliant. But it does take away our momentum of chasing, you know, Tottenham down and Man United down, even. So we need to keep on, you know, fighting hard for the points and take them. And I think, like what you said there, and I put that tweet up about. Harvey is like because of like you said, he, you know, people on Twitter have said, you know, he's good, not good enough. Even if he's, he was a super talent when we bought him, you know, from Fulham, you know, loads of clubs in Europe wanted him. Um, he came in really young into the squad and the team and start play playing and played well. And then he had his injury, and you know, it takes time sometimes to come back from injury, even though it, you know, he's fit and can play. It might still, you know, affect you for a longer period of time because of you know you're a little bit scared, you're a bit more, you know, taking it more easy and stuff. But now he seems to you know be back on that track where he puts the fight in as well, and he got the creativity in him. He, he's he's got a great left foot and. Some people, like you said as well, say, you know, he's not midfielder. Should he play out in the wing? The thing is, it's great that he can play in different positions. Exactly. He can play, play as a number Positive. 10. He can play in a central midfield. He can play on the wing if we need that. He might not be the quickest, but he's a footballer. Like, he got football skills. And I just, like you said as well, he's not even 20 yet. He's 20 in April. And he's already played loads of games for us and scored a few goals, some of them really brilliant as well. And he's a Liverpool supporter since since he was a kid, which means something as well, because you can tell it means more for him to play. I wouldn't say, you know, it's something more for but you can just say see that it's something in his eyes when he have that shirt on and he plays. So that's brilliant. But you know, with oh fucking hell, I'm just, you know, almost breaking, like, breaking the set. Breaking things, yeah. <laughs> breaking things, yeah. 
I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> no, but that's the thing as well. Even though we got Javi Alliotton by Setis for mentioning a few of the younger kids and, you know, the likes of Ben Doak and stuff, you know, being there, we still need to obviously invest in the midfield. And for, you know, we all hope that Jude Bellingham, obviously, you know, he liked the post with, uh, on the Instagram with Trent uh, last night as well. We want him and, uh, and, and probably one or two more in midfield. But it doesn't take away that we still got quality in the younger players that we can't forget about. They, you know, they, they are still good enough to play for us. Uh, if they can keep on developing and taking next steps, they will become, you know, next to world class as well, and maybe world class too if they continue like that. Like I said, eighteen years old by Zetic, nineteen years old Harvey Elliott, and playing in a team like Liverpool, you know, that it's not, it's not, it's not that bad to have them, even though we need new midfielders. We we can't look at it and it's like, oh, you know, we still need to think of that we got them players there for us, and they do a brilliant job as well. Yeah, I, I think it's just the way of the world, like now, because if when things are going badly, you're looking at like a Harvey Elliott and he can easily become a scapegoat because it's like, well, what's his position? Like, is he a winger? Is he a midfielder? Is he a 10? What is he? Yeah. And it's like, well, he needs to fix that. And it's like, yeah, he does. But when you're winning games and whatever and he's putting in performances, you're like, well, yeah, well, he can play this position, he can play that position. Like for a 19-year-old kid to be able to do that and start putting in performances like he has, obviously he needs to continue that. And we're going, like you yeah. said, we're going to bring in players, which is only going to help him as well. Though. Don't forget, like I think that it's like Klopp's always said, like he doesn't want to kind of like stagnate players and stuff. Like the players that he's going to be bringing in are going to be to help and to guide and give us better, obviously better performances on the pitch. But it can it can drive these players on as well. It can drive a Harvey Elliott onto it, a dream scenario. Like you said, if Bellingham comes in, then you've got like Harvey Elliott who's like, well, I want to be as good as him to, to get into the to get onto the field and he's going to be putting everything exactly. into every training <clears throat> session, every game. Because better players elevate other players and they they make everyone better and everyone ups the performance to to match your best player. That's always happened. Like when we've yeah. even when my Gerard players are trying to reach that level, unfortunately they didn't do it because Gerard's the best ever. But it's stuff like that where you're like, right, it's just fucking it's amazing. Like Pachetic, like young Doku play for the I don't know if you watched the the youth uh, UEFA youth league where he, he played for them. He was absolutely fucking amazing. He just came back from yeah. injury, got got into a little bit of a scuffle. One of their players had a bloody bloody mouth at the end of it <laughs> after we won on pens. And he's another one now. It's like he's going to be if he carries on the trajectory right to the top easily. And it's players that yeah. way. You need to, it's, it's being optimistic, and I think we're. I'd like to say me and you are quite optimistic, even when. Because we were talking about, like, obviously Man United. I remember when we did the show, and you mentioned the 2-1 before. After that, we were saying everything, the opposite to what we've just said on this show. We were like, no energy, no desire. What's going on? Who gives a fuck? Why is no one running? Why is no one chasing? And it was the exact opposite in the in, in this win. And, and that's what we want to see. And that's, what, that's why we're so happy we've got these players and we want to see these players just continue to fight for the shirt, the likes of the Hendersons, the Fabinho's, the yeah. older players, if you like, the Thiago's coming back into the side. We've still got Diaz to come back. There's so many positives, especially, we, I mean, of course, we need to keep people fit, but like throwing Thiago and fucking Diaz, just sprinkling them over the top of that performance last night, we would have, we might have won by fucking even more. It would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. I think, you know, we, we mentioned how Fabinho now is playing so much better than he has for the whole season and that, that also, you know, helps Henderson in a game like this because if Fabinho is up for it and playing really good, you know, that obviously kind of 
you know, gives Henderson a boost because he can see that, you know, he he's there, he's he's up for it, he's winning balls, you know, he creates stuff, he can pass, you know, wins the ball and put, move it on. Um, and that helps a player like Henderson as well because that means that, you know, it takes pressure off him as well in his position. It's It kind of just goes in a, like we said, you know, it's, it's a team sport where, you know, you have individual brilliances sometimes, like Salah, you know, turning the little vegan, you know, to, I don't know, dust uh, and all that kind of stuff. That that, 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 that will, ha- <laughs> but that will happen as well because you need that, you know, creativity in a team. But in, in the end of the day, it's a team sport. So if, if I, if, if Henderson said, I, I don't know why I said I, but <laughs> if, if I would play. Uh, I'll put the, you in lad as well, if you want. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. If, you know, Henderson plays next to Fabinho and he says, yeah, he's, he's you know, reaching his form, he's playing great, that will boost Henderson as well to become better. Not that he needs to, like, oh, I need to become better, but it just helps naturally for yeah. him to use become better because he knows that, well, he's up for it. So I, I it takes the pressure off him as well. I, I he, Probably everyone gets a little bit more of confidence, more freedom, more feeling of that we can do this. So obviously, that's the thing thing we see with Trent as well. Now he's playing next to Konata, and Konata's been brilliant since he came back from his injury. You know, he's a, he's a physical monster. He's quick. He's really good reading their game and all that kind of stuff. You can tell that Trent is thriving of playing next to a player that gives him confidence and security. It's just natural. So when that happens... You know, that's the same, like we said, with Darwin Nunez, Gakpo scoring a few goals, showing that he's the real deal. It helps Darwin Nunez to feel like, oh, we've got another player scoring goals here. So when he comes into the positions to score, he's not as pressured. He don't overthink it. He just do it because it comes naturally yeah. for him. So I think it's very important to not forget that when you're playing with players in form, you will become better as well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just can't. I just want to keep speaking forever and ever because we're at fifty minutes. It feels like five because we should go for it. Just go for it the whole day. Oh, I got plenty of time. I probably got you know I don't know seven, seven hours. <laughs> yeah, just so much, just so many good starts, so many good stuff. Um, yeah, Liverpool are just looking loads better. Obviously, everyone's happier. Everyone's just more cheery. The world's a better place. There's there's games coming up. We're not dreading them. We're looking forward to them. We've got Bournemouth. We've got I mean we've got Real Madrid. <laughs> got Real Madrid coming up on the uh, on the on the fifteenth, which I'm sure some people will have wrote off. And if that's I mean, it's just yeah, I mean we need we need at least three goals in that game. If you're looking yeah. on how we played against Man United, then I mean you wouldn't I mean you wouldn't put it past us to do it. It's just whether we can keep the clean sheets obviously we need four to to win it with that one but um we just need to build on it even if i mean we we kind of fucked up the first leg in a way like we if we even if we go out that then i mean we look we look ahead to like we've got man city coming up which is we're going to be in we're going to be in north shopping in sweden which it's going to be absolutely amazing it's gonna i can't i can't actually wait for that for, for the event um but that's going to be I mean, that's going to be. I mean, if Liverpool win, I mean, imagine if we beat Madrid and then we're going into the. I mean, the Fulham game has been postponed, but then we go into the the City game and we're we're riding high and we're on riding the quest crest of a wave and and, and we can put in a good performance and yeah, there's just the sky. I mean, I don't want to say like the sky's the limit, but like it's nice to, that we can be optimistic now when you're looking at the table and and whatever and with the with the with the, with the uh, matches coming up. Obviously, we've got City and then Chelsea back to back away from home. Very difficult. Then we've got Arsenal at home. There's lo- loads of games coming up where 
I don't know, maybe six weeks, six, seven weeks ago, we'd be like, oh, fucking hell, like, I'm not looking forward to them. But now we can look forward to, like, like the events in in Sweden on the 1st of April and be like, right, this is going to be this is going to be very, very exciting. I mean, it was going to be anyway because it's our first kind of live show, but it's going to be even more exciting if we can continue this form, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing, you know, with, with form happening now, it looks like anyway. Uh, that's the thing when, we, when we, you know, when teams and players can be out of form like we have been. But as soon as actually, like I said and mentioned, uh, probably uh, seven times. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, when things, you know, clicks and you get the rhythm, Liverpool is a fucking world-class football team with world-class players, you know, in most uh, positions. And it's more of a team as well. Like we, I know we haven't, you know, we, we don't have the, the best player in this position or, position or the best player in the world in this position, but we've got world-class players in, in many positions and we know what they can do. But as a team and the way the club wants to play football, when it clicks and we hit the form, we can beat anyone any day, like we yeah. did last night, 7-0 against Man United, who are supposed to be the best team in the world at the moment. <laughs> uh, not so much. But uh, that, that's the but that's the thing. Like you, you say as well, like we have so much to look forward to. Now we're actually just in a position where we have the chance to, you know, uh, go past Tottenham for fourth place and we can even hunt down Man United third place, depending on their results and what we can do going forward. And we're the team in good form. Now we kind of fly in. And even though we have to go and do the job in the games to come, it's a totally different feeling for supporters, for players, for the team, for Klopp. You know, we've been, you know, we've been fighting against so many negativity things, like negative stuff from media, from fans. Yeah. F- you know, probably themselves been thinking, what the, like you said, what the fuck has been going yeah. on? What's going on? We don't know. And you know, they've been, you know, questioning themselves. Had probably internal discussions and meetings about what's going on in the didn't have any quick fix on it. But now we're starting to see that this hopefully getting fixed and if we can fly on this kind of form we, like i said we can beat anyone and we can come into this rhythm where we just win games because everyone has self-confidence back to form and that can take us really really far this season still so let's just enjoy it and you know support them and go into all the games now with this boost and just come on let's haunt them down especially the man united bosses let's get the third place at least <laughs> yeah exactly and and it's one of them like we beat them like nine nil, like over two games last year, and you're like, it doesn't get any better than that. Like the way we just wiped the floor with them, like five nil at their place, and then we just went back to them and we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll beat them four nil this time. And and it was like, it wasn't even a question that we wouldn't beat them. It was like, we were like having the pints before the match, like last year, and we were like, how many are we going to beat them by? It was that confident. <laughs> this yeah. time, it was like. Oh, I don't know, like, we might not win, it might be a draw, like, would you be happy with a draw, I think I said to you at one point during the preview, and it's, um, yeah, just dr- just drink this in, because, like, you'd, I mean, we say, with Liverpool and Aramfield, you say, like, it doesn't get, every time something happens, like, the games that happen, like, Chelsea, semi-final, Champions League, like, that doesn't get any better, then you play Barcelona, you beat them for, like, you always say it's not going to get better, and somehow, like, maybe it doesn't get better in terms of, like, the best, but, like, we always seem to do something just similarly amazing in a game, yeah. and it, we always seem to do it at the right time in the right way. When we just when there's pressure on, we do it in the in such an amazing way, which is like why we all love this football club. This is why we, we devote our lives to watching eleven fellas kick a, a kick a footy around around the pitch, and we absolutely 
it's every our whole whole waking moments that are thinking about this club because this is how special they can give us memories in return, and it's just it's absolutely amazing. But lad, I think I think we can leave it there because we've nearly done an hour there, and I'm sure everyone wants to think about some seven jokes that they can fit in. We've some one before about like uh, the ring, uh, <laughs> seven goals, <laughs> which I'll have, I'll have a look to see if I can see if I can create that because that'll be hilarious. But um, yeah, if you if you're still listening, then we really fucking appreciate you, and I hope you're just as happy as, as us. And I'm sure I'm sure you are because Liverpool have beat Man United seven nil at Anfield. It's not a hoax. It definitely happened. It weren't a dream. It definitely happened. Darwin Nunes scored too. Cody Gakpo scored too. Mo Salah scored too, and Roberto Firmino scored one as well. Absolutely oh, fucking amazing. Yeah, uh, amazing. I, just to, I just wanted to say that again, just because it was nice. Um, but yeah, nice one, everyone, for listening. We're out of here. Um, we'll see you all very soon. Nice one, Christian, for jumping on once again. And yeah, up the fucking seven nil Reds. <laughs>